Good day to all you hockey fans out there. It is March 6th, and you are listening to the one, the only, Talking Puck Podcast. I am Sean Coles, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Lake. Hey. And uh, we're going to start off, as we normally do, with uh, kind of a quick roundup of the Canadian teams. And uh, we'll kick things off with the Toronto Maple Leafs, currently sitting with a record of 28-22-14. That, that's got to be some sort of record, that they have 14 overtime and shootout <laughs> losses. They're not very good in the shootout this year. <laughs> oh, man. And you think, for all the skill that they have, that this is a team that is, like, Class A made... For the shootout, You'd and they think. can't win they can't one. Have they, have, they have win. Sorry, they have won one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You, if you're a Leafs fan, you better hope that the game ends in overtime, or you pretty much don't have any hope. <laughs> That's basically how it goes, and which is probably why I'm a little more passionate about getting rid of the shootout than I normally would be. Like I am bored of it. Don't get me oh, wrong, yeah. but. Yeah, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be as bad if the Leafs had maybe won, you know, <laughs> two <laughs> or three. <laughs> nope. But the Leafs were on a Western Road swing last week, and it didn't go so somehow well. Somehow they had a lead in all three games, <laughs> and somehow, somehow, only came out of three games with one point. Third period. <laughs> not not even just third periods. They just blew leads, and I. I, I don't know if it's down to youth or if it's the that the veterans they have on this team just don't know how to win. I, I don't know what it is. The You know what killed me was the fact that Anaheim threw in Bernier oh. to go up against his old team and he got the George W. See, the thing with Bernier is that he was a good goalie. He just didn't have it mentally to be able to play in a maelstrom like toronto oh for sure well i like, mean look at the it's a media hotbed half the players yeah. who go there can't handle the off-ice stuff just because yeah. of how many you know how exactly well involved there with every aspect of their life you know what that's that's just toronto disease in general you look at any of their their sports teams that's oh for sure that's just how it goes but yeah they they had a lead against all of these teams that all these teams are very good and know how to win so people are saying, oh, this still shows the the gulf between where the Leafs are and where they need to go. And I'm not sure that's quite it as they need to just get used to holding a lead. Yeah, it's still their inexperience showing, right? Yeah. It's, they are still young. I mean, there are veterans, but when Riley is one of your veterans on the blue line and he's yeah. only like 24 or 23. Not, no, not even. He's 21. Is he 21? 21. I thought he was older than that. Yeah, if yeah. he's one of your veterans, then... What yeah. do you? Uh... <laughs> yeah, and it and that's the thing is that you've got guys like Morgan Riley who is going to be. He's also phenomenal. playing hurt though. Ever since he came back, apparently he has not been a hundred percent. That wouldn't surprise me. He's been playing a little bit better as of late, but yeah, he was. It was taking him a little while to get back into the swing of things. I wouldn't be surprised if he was still carrying a knock, but most players do. Oh, especially this, this time, time of year. year. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the thing is, though, is that they got Riley, very young on the back end. you got Zaitsev, who's a little older and has been playing pretty well all season, but first year in the league. He's not going to be spectacular first time out. Right. Not Usually not for a defenseman. But then you've got guys like Sam Carrick. No, sorry, Connor Carrick. Connor Carrick, Carrick yeah. Connor Carrick. Again, going to be, most likely will be solid top four down the line. Still not quite there yet. He's probably... Yeah better off in a 5-6 spot, but when your 5-6 spot is taken up by 
Hunlack. <laughs> you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> it it so it is a bit of a problem in in what they have on on the back end, and I'm I'm getting the feeling these days that they do need to maybe move on from Tyler Bozak and James Van Riemsdyk. Now, would you would you want to trade them for defensive help or whatever you can get? That's the thing, and what whatever is the best deal that makes sense. Like JVR is most likely going to go. I don't oh, see yeah. him resigning. No, with the Leafs, and I don't know why he would. Really, he's never had a good time as long as he's been there. Yeah, and he's you know he's not that young anymore, and yeah, he's the, gonna want to win. So he's he's most likely gonna go to a team that has is the more suited to win. for now instead of five or ten yeah. years down the road. It, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised to see him in New York. Everyone's everyone goes to New York. Well, it, either the Rangers or the Islanders. Yeah, I don't know why he would. But go it to the just, it just seems but... like the Rangers is where everyone thinks they're going to go win a cup, and then they never well, do. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Unless you're in 1994, but um, well, and and that's supposed supposedly where uh, Shattenkirk is going to go. Fan of the and Rangers, yeah, he wants a... he wants to go to New York, is what people are saying. He wanted to be a rental for the for this year, and then yeah. sign long term off so, in the summer. Well, exactly, exactly. But anyways, getting back to the Leafs is that. You've got these two guys that, like, JVR has boatloads of talent, but goes missing. Yeah, especially at key times of the year. Yeah, exactly. He needs, this is when he needs to be turning it on and scoring some key goals, and he's not doing it. But it also, you look at uh, when Marner was out, they sucked. Yeah, they did. It's like they rely on him to be productive. They rely on Marner, they rely on Matthews, they rely on Nylander. Those three especially, Connor Brown... As well, Zach Hyman, but they, and this is the thing for Austin Matthews is they got to figure out someone else to play with them, and which is why I like the Hyman Nylander Math, Matthews right thing because you get a couple of guys that have boatloads of skill, and then you got a grinder like Hyman who's going to chip in here and there. But having having Matthews with Connor Brown and Zach Hyman doesn't do him justice. Like that doesn't maximize his potential, but. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm just getting the feeling that JVR just needs to move on. They need to trade him, get what they can. And this summer is going to be a perfect time to do that. He's got a, he'll have a year left on his contract. And there's going to be lots of teams who are going to need players. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, especially if they don't want to protect him. Yep. So who, who knows? So hopefully uh, Lou has a master plan in mind, and I wouldn't be uh, surprised if he did. But um, If not, I'm sure he's working on one. <laughs> Moving on to a team that supposedly has a master plan, and yet that just looks like getting tougher and less skill on the fourth line is uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So far, it's been paying off for them. <laughs> See, I don't know if that's just so far that that has been paying off, or they're just playing better and Carey Price is saving pucks. Yeah, but I mean, even the games where they have been winning, Carey Price has only had, like, uh, the one game, I think he only had 24, 25 saves. They've been playing better defensively in front of him, which they yeah. haven't been doing for the last few weeks. Um, but Jordy Ben's already scored a goal since he's been there. Well, Jordy Ben was there to kind of clean up, right? Clean it up a little bit and add a little bit of leadership and and defensive uh, acumen. Now, I don't know if this story is true or not, but what I heard um, apparently the reason as to why Tarion got fired. Um, there was articles surfacing. You know, you never trust what you read, but. I could see it being true is apparently he went after Shaw in the dressing room mm -hmm. and it was game comments, but then it, it turned into verbal uh, attacks on him personally. And price stepped up and said, no, 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 you don't do that. Like leave it alone. 
And then days later, Price and a few guys went to Bergevin and said, look, this is what happened. We don't like this. And the only reason why they moved on from Tarion is because of the fact that Julian was available. Yeah, exactly. They, they would not have fired Tarion if someone... Not like Claude, mid-season. No, exactly. Not if not unless someone like Claude Julian was, uh, was available. Now, uh, I think you had mentioned the thing about Andrew Shaw to me before. And you know what? To a certain extent, Andrew Shaw needed a kick in the ass. He did. He's been playing he, well lately. He's been, yeah, lately. Ever since that Leafs been, game, he's been, uh, he's been scoring a few goals. Because he's a fantastic player, but he's trying to do too much. Yeah. Right, and that's what was getting him into trouble. It's like David Clarkson syndrome <laughs> all over again, where you almost expect him just to jump off the bench and get a ten-game suspension. But um, I, and I, I did hear about the uh, the players going and having conversation with Mark Bergevin. The official story is that it was technically a day off, and uh, Terran was like, "No, I'm not going to go to this meeting. You guys just go talk to Bergevin." Maybe a mistake on his part <laughs> to do that. Bergevin states that that meeting was held in the lobby of the hotel where they were. But I don't trust a thing that comes out of Bergevin's mouth. Yeah. Like, you you get guys that... He's kind of like... To me, he's a little bit like Trump of the hockey world. Mm -hmm. In in the sense that he just spews whatever Alternative facts. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) I am not looking to trade uh, P.K. Subban. Trades PK Subban. Trades PK Subban. <laughs> Did you see him today at the uh, was it the winter meetings or whatever they were doing? And uh, he was going for lunch and he didn't want the media to bug him, so he walked out of the uh, the hotel or wherever he was carrying a plant, <laughs> co- completely covering the whole upper half of his body so that no one would ask him questions. There's a picture on uh, on Twitter of, of him literally carrying like a ficus or something, and he oh, just that's well, he's funny. this huge like four foot potted plant. And he's just walking, carrying it, so no one can see him. I'm surprised that no hotel employee went after him. And got, no, 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 sir, sir, no, no, you can't just take this plant. But uh, but other than that, I mean, they've been uh, you know they, they have been on a roll lately. They, a bunch of overtime sure. wins in a row. I mean. January, February, they didn't have a single regulation win. Yeah. It was like the first time since like 1940 that they did that or something like yeah, that. They, that was bad, but it looks like Julian's starting to hopefully. I think they've only lost one or two games since he's been there, and they've won, they're on a, what, a five game winning streak now or something like that? Four for sure, I, but I think you're right. No, it is five because the game before the Devils was against the Leafs. Right, really right. So, yeah, so they're on a five game winning streak, and. You know, this is the right time that you want to heat up, especially when you got teams like Ottawa and Toronto and all these teams oh, in the Atlantic coming I, hot on your tail, right? Well, and speaking of Ottawa, Ottawa has been massively hot lately, just in, over the long term, despite all the injuries they've right, had. But yeah. they, they loaded up at the deadline. They got a couple of good guys for their um, for their top nine, for sure. And then you got Burroughs. I don't know where he, well, play, if he I plays mean, that top nine or fourth line. But first they, game... For Burroughs, he scored two goals. He did. <laughs> now, whether or not that will continue, who knows. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ottawa. I think they're in a very, very good position to make the playoffs. They're finally and... getting some consistent goaltending. Well, not... you know what? Goaltending hasn't been their issue this N- year. No, but I mean, as in terms of who's going to be the starter. Like, yeah. it's, it, you know, it was before it's it was, Craig is it going to be this person? Is it going to be this person? Oh, Anderson's back for two games. Okay, he's gone. Is it going to be this person? Yeah, that's right. They got stability in uh, in net. And, and they got a solid backup. They do. They, they've got one of the better backups in Mike Condon. And then the Hamburglar even. Well, he's been hurt and he's been down and out. and He was a one-hit one. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's most likely never going to hit he's, that He's basically again. like a Brizgalov, just not as funny. No, you know what? Brizgalov was good only in Arizona. 
basically yeah. where he, yeah. where they've made goalies like Mike Smith. Mike Smith is look. a good goalie. Or is he just a product of the way that Dave Tippett plays, right? Well, I guess unless he goes somewhere else, well, we won't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you look at a guy like Bruce uh, Galov, who was awful once he went anywhere else. That's because he realized how big the universe was. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm disappointed that I missed all of the trade deadline stuff. That he's now a, uh, he's now an analyst on the NHL network. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> Apparently actually on the sports that trade deadline day stuff that they were doing, um, I guess he turned to Jeff Merrick and went, Wow, you guys talk about hockey a lot. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> well, and then, and then after that, he's like, can, like, can we talk about some other stuff? Jeff Merrick's like, oh, all right, <laughs> let's get into some weird to- topics then. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a video of him uh, going on at um, the All-Star Game in L.A., and he's interviewing oh. players about um, about how Russians are very smart at math. <laughs> and uh, You know what? Actually, some of them are. Yeah. That, that's where some of the best mathematicians and are. in canada we have bed mass right like yep. brackets exponents whatever but in the states apparently they have ped mass or something like that's uh, different and uh he was he did this like what he did like what's <laughs> four plus whatever and the answer was like the answer was like six but all the like american players were like oh eight eight and it was what? like and then all but then you get like Ovechkin and all the russians and they were given the right answer yeah. and this guy was like you're wrong <laughs> it was a pretty funny video <laughs> Oh, I'll have to look that one up. Man, Breeze is awesome. But um, anyways, get back to the Sens. You know what? They they had a good week. Um, they only lost to the Lightning. That was a big loss, though. But they uh, but they beat the Panthers. Also good. You know, division rival. And the Panthers are putting and on a charge. Panthers are yeah hot on everyone's tail right now. Exactly. So I would say they are a good bet. To make the playoffs, I don't know how much damage they do at this maybe point. Second round, but at this point, the more Canadian teams are in the playoffs, the better chance is that a Canadian wins the Stanley Cup, and that's really exactly. that's really what matters for Canadian and hockey. Also, better ratings yes. and more money for Rogers. Uh, yeah, because you know Rogers uh, <laughs> oh, needs it. <laughs> oh, they were hurting last year. <laughs> they, I think they definitely saw a downturn in their profits <laughs> off of that. But uh, anyways, moving on to another team that. You know, we, we always talk about, because they frustrate the hell out of us, Winnipeg Jets. Again, status quo, really. I mean, they're sitting at the 500 right on them pretty much, and they're, you know, they they just, they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. It just seems how it's been all season. They destroyed the abs. Who doesn't Saturday. destroy the abs, though? That's like, true. <laughs> they have, like, what, 37 points? It's That's bad. Like, if you, <laughs> if you honestly watch it, literally, it's like the players, like, Blake Como was on a breakaway, and he passed. <laughs> I, I did hear about that. It was, I was I was reading tweets that were like Blake Como's got a breakaway. Oh wait, no, he doesn't. It was literally Blake Como, opposing player, teammate, and he passed it to the opposing player on a breakaway. <laughs> it's honestly like they're oh, trying man. to be the worst team ever since the salary cap or the, sh- and, the shootout era. And this is now when they don't have as good a chance of getting the number one overall pick. They could fall to third. And it's not even a deep draft. Well, to be honest, I mean, even if they were to get Nolan Patrick, that's not going to help them because they don't need more offensive help. They need defense. 
Well, the only way that that helps them is that it gives them a ready-made replacement for Duchesne. Most likely. As right. long as Nolan Patrick pans out, which there's no guarantee But of. at the same time, you also got Tyson Jost that's coming up. Yeah, that's true. Tyson Jost is, is unbelievably skilled. You've got, you know, he's been playing the last few games. You've got that uh, JT Comfer who's been yep. pretty good. He played for the University of Mi- uh, Michigan. There are a lot of guys. You know, Rantanen's finally coming into his own in the yep. NHL. So there is going to be a lot of guys. McKinnon's going to be there long term. They just need some. They just need some guys. They the need back end. guys that aren't forty years old or washed up. Speaking <laughs> of that, I'm surprised they didn't try to trade Boschman. He's done at the end of the year. I feel like it doesn't matter to them right now. Yeah, but it could have. It could have been good for um, a contender, right? The only team I think what it would have took him at this point would have been Anaheim again. <laughs> yeah, and they don't need more defense. <laughs> no, they are set that way. But you know, he might have thought that Pittsburgh might have gone for him instead of Mark Streit. But yeah, but who knows? Who knows? That's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, the Winnipeg Jets, man. I, I don't know. Not much to say about. I mean, them. the only real good story about them this year is that Patrick Laine's yeah scoring a lot of goals. He is. It's nice to see. You know, everyone was debating about Patrick Laine and Austin Matthews, and you know, usually when things like this happen, one of them is like is like you know has sixty or seventy points. The other one has like thirty. It's nice to see them both neck and neck to the end of the season, right? This is the I, I was listening to American Wachinski last week, and uh, they they were going on about the uh, Calder race, and they're going, "Dear God, just make someone else win aside from Line A or Matthew." Well, that's the that's the whole case right now. Is that the Columbus guy uh, was it Warensky? Yeah. yeah, he he would be worth worthy of that. But you know what? The other the other one, and I don't know why he wouldn't win it, is um, Murray. Yeah. In, in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, because he's still considered. He is a rookie. He's a rookie. He, he only played like mostly backup last year until the playoffs hit, and then basically dragged them over the finish line. Yeah. But in that in that instance, why wouldn't you have someone that plays the most difficult position, like just ahead of center, like center, like the what Austin Matthews does at nineteen playing center? Oh, is, for sure, is unbelievable. But you also there's only one goalie. There's four centers on your or yeah. four lines with centers right so i mean it, the pressure is obviously on matthews but he's not there the entire game getting shots yeah. shot at his face as yeah. brisgallov said goalies are the crazy ones because they're the ones who yeah. take the pucks to the face and the <laughs> chest pads and <laughs> well there was there was one that i saw i think from last night and i don't know i don't remember who it was but the the puck went right into their jersey oh really? the way he angled <laughs> his shoulder when the puck went and went right down, I'm like, thank God he didn't go back into yeah. his net. It would have been a goal. <laughs> well, that happened to that happened to Mike Smith a few years ago. Yeah, the puck went straight up in the air, came down, went in the back of his pants. He didn't know where it went, so he like tucked Fell. himself into the back of the net, and the puck was in his ass. <laughs> Pretty sure it happened oh, to Ryan man. Miller in Buffalo too. <laughs> but anyways, moving on from the Winnipeg Jets because there's really nothing to say about them other than they are totally average. We have a team that has not been totally average the past uh, couple of weeks. They are on a seven-game winning streak. The one, the only, Calgary Flames. It must have been the Brian Burke interview on Trade Center. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know we talked about it in the the last show, but he does not give a good interview. No, he doesn't do – he doesn't give a good anything. (laughs) But, no, the Calgary's been playing fantastic. They've – like um, like they were saying on TSN is that you know if if Calgary plays like this they're not a team you're going to want to run into in the first round of the playoffs. 
No, and you know what? They they are a better team, I think, than the way they have been playing this year. And if they can keep it up, more power to them. If we could see a Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers showdown in the playoffs, that would be that would, unbelievable. That would, that would renew the Battle of Alberta. Oh, it would. It, it's already getting the fire stoked a bit, especially because of uh, McJesus <laughs> and everything. Always makes everyone a little jealous, but... That would just be unbelievable. It'd be fun to watch. It'd be the same as either the, the Leafs and Habs or the Leafs and the Sens. It'd be better to watch than, you know, Anaheim go up against Winnipeg, sweep them, and then also yeah. sweep Calgary. It's, well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, now, if you get something like Anaheim and L.A. That would be fantastic. That would be an unreal series. It would be. Or actually, you know what? One of the best series I think I ever saw was Anaheim and Chicago a yep. couple of years back. I think yeah. 2015. One of the best series of hockey I've ever seen. Just the, the quality was that high. But, yeah, seven-game winning streak. Who would have thought? Yeah, especially because there's been so many shows where we've been talking about how, you know, they've been pretty much garbage. Like, Brian yeah. Elliott couldn't save a beach ball, and now they're on a seven-game winning streak. Thank God. And they're <laughs> in a playoff spot now yep. as well. Yeah, they're only a few points behind Edmonton, too. Yeah, so, you know what? More power to them. Keep, uh, this is the time to kick it on, and it's in a week west, so... Never know what kind of damage they can do. It's a year that we actually can see a decent amount of Canadian teams in the playoffs. Yeah. You know you know what? Even Vancouver's not that far out of it. And, and that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> well, the West is just not overly strong this year compared to every other year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But you know what? We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But anyways, moving on to the other Alberta team, the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, again, not, not a bad week. I, you know what? Beat the Blues, beat the Wings, and uh, they, they lost 5-4 to the Predators. So, can't really complain. They're in a playoff spot yeah. now, I think. Second in the Pacific, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. I'm think, pretty sure they're just behind Anaheim, right? Yeah. And, uh, no, no. They're, uh, it's not. I don't think it's Anaheim that's ahead of them. Well, maybe it is. I don't I'm know. Sure. We'll, we'll have to look later. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know what? They're, they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't know how far in the playoffs they can go. It's all going to rely on Talbot. Yeah. Because they're going to get scoring from guys like McJesus and whatnot. Well, and this is the thing, though, is that McDavid hasn't played in the playoffs before. Yeah. So we don't, like, yes, he he is amazing. I don't deny that. But can he score in the playoffs when the chips are down? Yeah, but with a guy like with a guy like McDavid, it's not even so much about scoring. He makes everyone around him better too. So as long yeah, as he's true. still contributing assists and just yeah. opening up the ice for other guys, then I guess his job's not a bust, right? Yeah. Like as long as he's you know basically him being on the ice without even the puck already makes everyone else better because everyone's focused on him. Yeah, no, that's and that is very true. That is very true. But you know what? That Then that's dependent on the rest of Edmonton to step up. And right. And it's going to be a whole right? team effort that they're going to need. They're going to have to roll and, four lines. And and that's the problem. I don't know that Edmonton can do that. Not reliably. They, well, they depend on McDavid. Like, you wouldn't believe. And why wouldn't you, right? He is that good. The last time that nobody thought they could do anything in the playoffs, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. So. Yeah, that was on the back <laughs> of Dwayne Rollins. Yeah. Rolly the goalie Rolly until he got the injured. Goalie. He, he suited up for, like, Minnesota or something as an emergency backup, like, last year or something like that. <laughs> Thank God they didn't ask him to make a save. <laughs> he had gone down to make a save and got Couldn't get oh, back up. Can't get back up. <laughs> like Ron Tugnet. <laughs> 
But as you know what, hopefully they uh, they continue as they're going, make the playoffs. Like we always say, that's the main thing this year is that more Canadian teams make it into the playoffs. And uh, you know what, with a weak West, who knows what they can do? I don't think they can get past Anaheim, Chicago, or Minnesota. Especially not with the way Chicago's playing or Minnesota's playing right now. Yeah, exactly. Chicago's won seven in a row as well. No, no way. Yeah. Wow. They yeah. were they were second place in the division by like seven or eight points February 23rd yeah and then up until yesterday they were in first place but Minnesota won last night so yeah. it took first place back you know what the the Chicago going on a seven game win streak shouldn't be surprising they are that they, good team. yeah they're they're a fantastic team they're one of those teams where all of a sudden come the deadline they have all this extra space and room and uh <laughs> no you know what the best was when Patrick Kane was injured and they kept him out until the playoffs. Yeah, just so like well, that frees up all his cap. Like that frees up all his caps hit. Oh like, man, teams were so pissed about that. They're going, come, come on, <laughs> come on. There's now. no rule against it right oh, now, though. Oh, I know, I know. But and you know what? You know what I found hilarious is that they they picked up Johnny Oduya again. Yeah. <laughs> Pit, well, Pittsburgh's doing the same thing because Ole Mata is out for five to six weeks. The playoffs were in yeah. seven weeks, so they're just holding him up to the playoffs so they can take his basically. two and a half million off the books, basically. Is that all he makes? His cat, he, yeah. He's got to be in for a raise soon, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's just on. I think he. I don't know if they signed him or if he's just on like a bridge deal. Well, two and a half kind of to me sounds like bridge. But I I feel like he signed an extension already, but I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have to look into it. Whatever. Anyways, moving on to our our last Canadian team, the Vancouver Canucks, sitting with a record of 28, 30, and seven, and yet are somehow. Only like five points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, they're. I mean, I don't really know what to say. But they have officially declared a rebuild. The rebuild. So thank God feel... they're actually going in the right direction. <laughs> someone, someone clearly took betting aside and said, "Look, bud, come on. What are, what are you doing here?" They put Q-tips in there and they got the cobwebs out. <laughs> well, he doesn't care because he got his cu- his name's on the cup with Boston. He was an assistant GM when they won in 2011. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't he, know that. So he. Uh, He's got his name on the cup, so <laughs> I think he's just fucking that franchise up now. <laughs> no, you know what though? He made some really good moves. Oh no, he did. Line. He did. He picked up a couple of really good pieces and shipped out a couple of guys that they really weren't using. Yeah, like Yannick Hansen and yeah, Yannick Hansen and Burroughs. Those were the main two that got shipped out, right? So, you know what? Judging by those moves alone, I think they are moving in the right direction. Really, I though, hope that continues. Yeah, but really, other than you know Bo Horvat, there's not really much to talk about right now with them. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, exactly. The Sedins are the Sedins, but you know what? They've they've got some decent pieces now. They've got a couple more good pieces. The, they got, the guy that picked up from San Jose, uh, Gold Goldobin. Goldobin, I, I believe, uh, scored in his his. Um, First game. Although so. they they had uh, they had some guy um, some goalie play the other night and he was his first win in the NHL since 2015. He made like 44 saves. Markstrom. No, no he's been no. playing all season. Um, some name that I haven't heard. I don't know. They've got um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Thatcher Demko. They've got in their system and he is supposed to be like an A level prospect. For yeah, goalie. I had I did hear that. I haven't seen anything on him, but I heard he was Neither supposed to be he's supposed I, to be pretty good. I'm just going by conventional uh, scouting wisdom. Now we all know that that does sometimes <laughs> fail. So who knows if that's uh, actually going to be legit or not? But hopefully they don't totally fuck up their goaltending situation. Oh, like, just Mike, like Mike Gillis somehow <laughs> managed to just trade away two number one goalies. Oh my god! Oh, that was so bad. 
Now, you know what? They got Bo Horvat out of it, but do you not think that they maybe be a little bit better if they had Corey, Corey Schneider in that? Yeah, well, I mean, they wouldn't have Bo Horvat, but you'd have a goalie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, no, no, you know, but, nothing against Ryan Miller. He's just old. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he's not that good anymore. He's a very athletic goalie who just isn't that athletic anymore. But, you know. It's what it is with yep. uh, Vancouver. They're just—I think—they're just waiting for the season to end. Pretty and much, they're, they're, they're the long shot to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, good for them. But I am willing to declare that they are no longer a dumpster fire. Not, not at the moment. They could lose the rest of the way. That's out. true. That's true. They could turn into a dumpster fire again. But right now, the it's, the embers are just kind of smoldering a little bit. Yeah, not, yeah. There's no big flames. Someone's holding the fire extinguisher, but they haven't had to use it yet. <laughs> so hopefully that continues. Because if they get back on their way up, that'd be fantastic. Vancouver is one of those teams that I don't really care about. The only reason why I'd want them to the playoffs is because they're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, again, more Canadian teams that do better. Right. Better, better it chance. Right? Yep. Better it is. So, anyways, the uh, moving on from all our Canadian teams, the big news of the week is that Vegas signed their first player. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well... It's exciting, uh, yeah. but I mean, at the same time, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Actually, the player doesn't look too bad. He, no, he looks like a decent pickup, and I'm surprised, judging by his numbers, that uh, that the Wild, who drafted him, didn't sign him. And if you bear with me, I... It was I like a fifth his... or a sixth round draft pick, right? Uh, he was sixth round. He was six, And that may have been more down to size than anything, but at the same time... He was kind of honing his skills a bit in Brandon, so he was still kind of learning a little bit. I'm yeah. trying to – shoot, I can't remember his name. I should have read this. Uh, isn't it um, Reed – Duke Reed or Reed Duke or something like that? Reed Duke. That's his name, Reed Duke. Now, the reason that I'm not totally surprised that he, that someone from Brandon is their first signing is that the assistant GM is was Kelly McCrimmon, who, who is the owner yeah. of Brandon, was the GM yeah. and was the coach. So, yeah, so, so he's very familiar with him. Yeah, so it's he's very familiar. But going through, because I went through his uh, I went through his hockey DB here. I'm going to pull it back up. He's in his overage year with, uh, with Brandon this year. Yes, yeah, he's in his overage year. He's, I think he's got about 35 goals so far. And you know what? The funny thing is that when you Google him, he's not, he's, there's another Reed Duke that comes up. Well, he's who, a magic card player. <laughs> 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 That's when you know you're just not one of the top uh, uh, hockey players of all time. When there's a professional magic card magic the gathering <laughs> but you know what 54 games he's got 35 goals 32 assists for 67 points and he's got and 70, 71 penalty minutes 71 penalty minutes and he can still score that much when he's sitting his ass on the, on the penalty box <laughs> must be a bunch of fights or something it, it must be but you know what he's good size he's 6 foot 190 pounds yeah so he's, he's gonna be he's good NHL size hopefully he's got the NHL brain that can do it. You look at what part of the issue was that he was on a really bad team with Lethbridge and didn't start getting really good until he was with Brandon. And I'm betting that that was his, his draft, draft year. year. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He he probably wasn't scouted or given the ranking and that he probably deserved. 
because sometimes you know when you're 16 or 17 and they start ranking you you're not in you you haven't developed all your hockey skills just looking back actually no looking at his draft year this is why he was taken in the sixth in the sixth round (laughs) 62 games 15 goals 25 assists for 40 points minus 47 and 91 penalty minutes (laughs) oh Oh, man, but you know what? But every year other than that one, he's pretty much been a plus player. Yeah, well, basically since he moved to Brandon, right? That's the the main thing for him. So, you know what? If he could be a fantastic player for Vegas, then right on. At least they'll have someone in their uh, their farm system. At least, <laughs> so at least he can, make, he can make the he can make the jump from the uh, the NA or the, uh, do we, the WHL to the AHL. Do we even know who their AHL team? I don't. Is? I don't know. Are, are they sharing somebody right I, now? I or? think they're going to be sharing, but I don't think they've even started. Yeah, I don't think so. It's probably at the expansion draft. Yeah, yeah. You, well, when they actually start picking up some players, but hopefully this is the first of many that they can start picking up and. You know what, guys that uh, are on their their exit year that haven't been um, performing well, that haven't been signed. That too, <laughs> they're they're going to be right pickings for uh, for Vegas, especially for teams who are trying to uh, lower some cap. Yeah, that too, that too. Now and at least Reed Duke, if he doesn't pan out, at least he'll always be the uh, the first name that ever signed with Vegas. <laughs> yes, he'll be uh, you know notorious. He'll go down in infamy. <laughs> he will be. He will and. I, I feel a little badly for the guy because he most hockey players are they, they tend to be, you know, okay looking guys. This dude's got an ugly ass mug. <laughs> I, I can't I know I can't really talk that much, but that's just It's almost like the, the no offense but uh Greg McKeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a little unfortunate. But good on him for being the first uh first guy signed there and you know what, hopefully He's able to really turn it on there and yeah. and become successful. If and not, he can scare people. <laughs> guys will just move out of his way. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor guy. We're assholes. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> but you know what? I think we're uh, we're gonna cut her off there for uh, for this week. But I think we'll probably be back this weekend eh, yep. for our next. Uh, our next show probably about and six or seven days there's about six days from now yeah, probably thereabouts there we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but as i said that's our show for this week but uh, follow us on twitter at, at talking puck p and subscribe to us on youtube itunes and google play and soundcloud if you're on there as well uh thanks for much so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the show see you next week goodbye see ya